It's the RU Review, episode number 12. I'm Steve Titchener, alone in the studio. But we have John McAlevey on the line from New Providence, New Jersey. And Matt Lachlan on the road with the Devils, coming to us from the Sunshine State. Matt, how's the weather down there in FLA? It is cloudy. There is no sun to be seen. Oh. Steve and John, it's supposed to rain later today. Uh, but the temperature is warm, and so it's not too bad. Well, the roller coaster continues uh, with Rutgers' season here, and uh, a big win in Indiana. I mean, Indiana was was abysmal that Saturday afternoon, but uh, and they gave away a lot, six turnovers. But Rutgers took them, took advantage of it, needed the win. Those uh, bowl hopes are still alive. And Matt, I'll turn to you because you've been the steadiest here. You know, John and I have been like, wow, this is not good at, at times of the season. But you kind of hung in there and said, hey, listen, they need two more. They, they, there's two more games. All they need is one for a bowl bid. It can happen. It sure can. And, and that's been my mantra. You're right from the beginning of the season. The number is six. That's what Rutgers has to get to to get a bowl. And even though it's been frustrating at times, and I get it, they look god awful. On a number of occasions, Ohio State, Wisconsin are two that really come to mind. And you think, well, really, is this a bowl team? Given the amount of bowls there are, I don't know how good Rutgers is, but Rutgers has a chance to get into one of those bowls. And that's it. Get to six. So they've gotten to five. It's been kind of a crazy path to get there, as I mentioned, with the big losses, tough losses, and then the victories. But that's all they need. I don't know if it can come this week against Penn State. Penn State is is not nearly what it once was. Clearly, under James Franklin, they are you know below those nationally prominent teams. Although it's a football prominent university, but he has not lived up to that. And so there's a chance here. You can look ahead to Maryland because that's what everyone is saying. That's the game. That's the sixth win. That's right there. And I think that's what most of us said at the beginning. It'll come down to the Maryland game, mm-hmm. the last game of the season. The danger is if Rutgers starts looking that way, they're going to get crunched by Penn State. So let's see what happens on Saturday. The good thing from a Rutgers standpoint is it's on the road because they play better on the road for some reason. They certainly do. And I'll ask Johnny, are you surprised with all this? Uh, My question is, uh, in all the euphoria of, of being one game away from a bowl bid is coming into the season, Indiana was picked as a preseason top 25 team. What on God's green earth happened to that team? Because they, they were Rutgers-esque in the Chris Ashian days. They were pathetic on Saturday. Six turnovers. I mean, they couldn't even get out of their own way. When Rutgers comes into your building and drops a 38 spot on you, listen, we think Rutgers is pretty good. They're on the come. They're not beating anybody 38 to three on the road in the big 10. I mean, that was, that was the biggest shocker to me. And you, you take it, you move along and you, you try to go into uh, happy Valley and do what, what Illinois did. You know, you beat Illinois on their turf, Illinois beat uh, Penn state on their turf. So let's see what you got. Let's, let's not leave it up to Maryland. Let's see if we can take care of it this weekend. Well, it's really stunning what's happened in Indiana and, and Tom Allen boys having himself a rough season. Cause he had that program rolling. You know, they still got talent there, but I tell you right now, and I've said this, you know, Michael Penix Jr., it makes that team a, a different team, but there's, they got more problems. I mean, that defense is not, nothing near what it was. 
uh, the last two seasons. And then just, you know, they look, I mean, they just gave the ball up. I mean, six turnovers. You got to turn that into something. Because if you look at the numbers, uh, uh, offensive numbers, it's not like they're stellar for Rutgers. I mean, they didn't have to do that much. They had short fields. You know, Pacheco had 79 yards, you know, a couple holes opened up for him. Vedral only threw for 97 yards. Vedral did a nice job. He just took what uh, Indiana gave him and, and, he, and he ran the offense. So, you know, Vedral, again, back in good graces with a, uh, with a, uh, uh, with a nice game. Uh, and um, they just took care of business. But if you're getting six turnovers, you got to win that game. And, uh, and so uh, Rutgers did what they needed to do. But yes, John, I'm Indiana is just, just uh, terrible, but you know, like Donovan McCauley, uh, you know, he struggled. He's a freshman. He, uh, you know, so he's learning the game still. They tried to go with Jack Tuttle there for a little while. I think he was still hurt and he didn't do very well either. Right. He was a turnover machine himself. And then, you know, like, like Ty Freifogel, when he muffed that uh, punt, I was like, man, this is just not, they're not going to win this game. This is not, they don't have a chance because he's, you know, he's a, I think he's a senior, right? And he's been a very good receiver for them. And, you know, when you're, he's hurt them in the past. Yeah. When you're leaders, but he's dropping a lot of balls this year as well. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of struggles on their end, but let's give Rutgers credit. Now give Rutgers defense credit too. I mean, all their linebackers were hurt. And Fadakazi yeah. out, fog out. And, you know, they stepped up. Some of the younger guys came in. They played very well. Look, they had a good game plan. I mean, again, I said last week that, you know, getting turnovers isn't a game plan. It's like what you want to do and and what you teach. But it doesn't, you know, listen, Indiana was very giving uh, in, in that game. Let, let, let's face it. So they did get, Matt, they did get a lot of gifts on on Saturday. Well, right, right from the first play, the handoff and a fumble, and then Rutgers turns that into seven. You mentioned the fumble punt. They turn that into points. They turn it over at the start of the second half. That's the key. When Rutgers turns the ball over, and this is true of most teams, if they win the turnover battle, they're in better shape. Rutgers is not the kind of team that can play from behind. Indiana showed that. They could not play from behind. So limit your own turnovers. Force a few. That's kind of Ben Chiano's mantra in his two years back at the helm of the alma mater. So, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's see if they can do that in the next two games, but you got to focus on, on, on Penn state. Um, I, I, you know, James Franklin's head is not with Penn state. It's whatever the next job is. I, I know they're going to a bowl. It's going to be a terrible bowl from a Penn state perspective. Uh, you know, it's still Penn State, as I mentioned, you know, one of the preeminent football institutions in America, but it has not lived up to that standard under Franklin in the last couple of years. And I think he's on his way out, whether of his own or maybe depending on how things end this season there, uh, he'll be asked to step aside. So, uh, you know, his head isn't there. That means the players' heads are not there. They're thinking about who the next guy is or, you know, what their future holds. So take advantage of, of some of that mystery that surrounds Penn state at this point, but they can still throw the ball. If Rutgers, if Rutgers loses the, the, the line of scrimmage battle, which they very well may given mm-hmm. uh, Penn state's recruiting advantage over the last couple of years, uh, that's going to be a problem. Sean Clifford's banged up, but he can still throw the ball. And, you know, Jahan Dodson could be playing in the NFL next year. So, and Bo Melton might be, and give Bo credit for being invited to the senior bowl, mm-hmm. uh, Rutgers wide receiver. So uh, it'll be a challenging day, but again, for some reason, Rutgers on the road, picks up its play and 
let's see what happens. It's been Penn, a long time. And listen, Penn, time. Penn State is still a good team. Come on. I mean, they they went to the wire with, with Ohio State at the shoe. I mean, they had Michigan, and, and then they just gave up that big play to the tight end. Uh, so Michigan squeaked one out. Good job by Michigan. But, uh, you know, Penn State's, I mean, the big black eye for Penn State is that the loss at uh, with Illinois coming to town and running all over them, which was puzzling. Mm-hmm. It really was. But, I mean, as you said, man, I mean, Sean Clifford, he's a good quarter. He's banged up, but he's a good quarterback. You know, there's a lot of touchdowns, you know, and not a lot of interceptions. Uh, as I said, uh, uh, Dotson is a very good wide receiver. You know what they don't have is they don't have that that dominant running back that just gets in the hole and is gone. And they've always had that. I mean, I mean, Kevon Lee is, he's a, and Noah Kane, they're, they're kind of, uh, one and two, one being more of a slasher, the one being Noah Kane be more of the grinder perhaps, but, um, it's not, you know, I mean, look, we go back to Saquon Barkley days. We know that's a very special running back, but they always have a very, very good running back. Maybe it's not as much, uh, in the past with these two guys, uh, and you know, you got, you got Rutgers playing the run pretty well when they need to, but the, 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 the problem here is that Clifford is a, is a good quarterback. He's a, you know, he's a seasoned uh, kid, uh, and you know, plays, just plays in a lot of tight, tough spots, uh, you know, and look, they're 17 point favorites. So certainly the odds makers yeah, I think aren't that's, that's way too high. Yeah. I think they don't think that they're going to be competitive really is that that's what that line tells me. I think I I was surprised. I thought it was a little high. I thought it'd be like around, you know, uh, just South of 10 or so, maybe a little more than a touchdown, but no, man, it's, it's, that's a, that's a pretty big line. You think that's a fair line, Johnny? I think that that's a crazy line. I, I don't think that gives Rutgers any respect. I'm surprised that it's as big as it is. And, um, Hearing that, I might have to uh, take a look at putting putting a couple of shekels on that line. And that's all. I'm only <laughs> kidding. But that's that's a lot of points, man. 17 points. Wow. That, that's uh, that's higher than I expected that it would be. But maybe, you know, they don't think Penn State is as good as, as they are, and especially at home. They haven't played, you know, that great at home. That, as you mentioned earlier, Illinois just ran all over them. If Rutgers could ever get Pacheco going and Young going and uh, you know, their stable of backs going, they can shorten the game. They don't have to make bedroll, uh, win it for them with his arm. And, you know, it, it could be, it could be a long afternoon for the Nittany lions, you know, if so, if they can get that going. Yeah. And their defense is pretty good. So that's, Ken it always Rutgers is right. The ball without, without turnovers, without being given good field position, can Rutgers produce anything offensively? And that. That's going to be it. I think that despite the fact that, you know, Clifford can throw the ball and, and I did mention they can be dangerous in that respect. I, I think Rutgers can probably do decently in containing Penn state, as long as they don't turn the ball over deep in their own territory and give them short shots. But the question is, what will they be able to do against that stout defense or yeah. Yeah. how stout it is, but it's good. Yeah. And you know, yeah. Franklin's preach and we probably preaches this every week. Every football coach preaches it, to take care of the football, because if you're going to hand them over the football, just like Indiana did, well then, you know, you're not going to win the yeah. game. For but, sure. um, but I'm surprised that Franklin, I mean, look, look, uh, he, maybe he's, he's not winning the big game in the big spot and, you know, Penn state, they, you know, they don't tolerate that. I, I don't know. 
he's a great recruiter. Great recruiter. He's got, he gets, he's in his, his class again is in the top, you know, what, five, at least top 10. Uh, so he gets talent there. Um, and maybe there's an expectation that they should, you know, be in the, the BCS and, and they're not getting an opportunity to get there. But what other coach is going to get them there? I, you know, I mean, that's a, I, that's a big question, big, broad question. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I obviously maybe game situation coach. Uh, he's, he's maybe not made the right call perhaps, but you know, he's got a lot of enthusiasm, man. It seems like in the past, his players were played hard for him. I don't know if he lost the locker room. I've heard some Penn state fans say that they think he has, and, and Matt, you even suggested it. If he's moving on, then maybe the, maybe has lost the locker room and maybe that could be an advantage for Rutgers. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, I, I do think, though, that if you're the head coach at Penn State, uh, more is expected. Now, the Big Ten is crazy hard. And he did go to the Rose Bowl, you know, what, five years ago or so. Uh-huh. Uh, but And he's been in good bowls. But last year, four and five. This year, they're going to go to a relatively minor bowl. Let's call it minor bowl. Uh, you know, they were nine and four a couple of years ago. So, you know, he's had some terrific seasons. You know, it didn't start out well. But, you know, he took over a team who's barely above 500, but then he did recruit well, as you mentioned, Steve. I don't know. I, I, I just question whether or not his time has run out there. Moving forward, I mean, he's, he's you know, I, the best option. I mean, where, uh, that's always the interesting thing. We you always, okay, we got to make a move here, but then with, with who? Uh, Cause he's going to go, you know, he's, he's a hot property, but there's going to be a bunch of, I don't know who's in the running for him, but there's a lot of people that want him. So, I mean, I just, you know, Hey, listen, I, for me, I say, Hey, move on, you know, let, let, let Penn state have a few years of uncertainty with a new coach and a new program and such. I, you know, well, but it would be the same wherever he goes. Right. But there are some spots that are open. USC is open. That's a prominent school that's not had success. Their alumni are even crazier than maybe the Penn State alumni right. in terms of the success that they expect. LSU is open. He did coach in Vanderbilt, so he coached down in the South. So, um, and how important yeah, is are- a how important is a coach? Because we talked about this earlier in the season. So Pete Carroll moves on to the NFL to Seattle long ago. I mean, he had some great years at USC. And since then, they haven't even been close. And we've talked about the Bobby Bowden thing and the Jimmy Johnson thing in, in Florida. Uh, and so it, it's just uh, it, it's that important to have that that leader. So who would be the next uh, a leader for Penn State? And another thing, too, is we yeah, always have people lining. Oh, up sure. Oh, no question. Oh, there's no question. So they're, no question. They're not going to have a dearth of applicants and quality applicants too. Right. And then we always talk about, you know, the Rutgers gauntlet, you know, and the fact that they got to play Michigan, Ohio state, Michigan state, Penn state every year, but even the big boys, they got to play each other too. Cause the point is, is that Franklin, I mean, he's battled with these guys. He's battled with Ohio state. He's battled with Michigan. He's been right there with them. Uh, you know, you know, he's beat Michigan plenty of times. I mean, no one's beating Ohio state. Nobody is. So, you know, that's an, you know, and then, you know, again, uh, the, the real, the real black guy, they think about it at Penn state that, yeah, I know You're talking and, Penn state and, and talk about that at Rutgers. Rutgers is going to have a much more difficult time on a regular basis, beating Ohio state. They haven't beat Penn state since 1988. So, so that shows you how difficult it is to play yeah. with the big boys. So that's different. 
Wouldn't- Penn State views itself as on equal footing with Ohio State and Michigan. They do not view themselves as stepbrothers. And so when you lose to those teams, when you don't win the Big Ten East, that becomes problematic. I agree with you. His overall record's terrific. He's a little squirrely, isn't he? Like, yeah. you don't get warm and fuzzies with him. So I just think that, you know, the, the skids have been greased and, you know, he, he could be gone. I Didn't just think he leave didn't he leave Vanderbilt in, you know, with a little cloud around him? He sort of bolted town, and, and that was the case there. So he might just be one of those guys that can last somewhere for uh, for a number of years and then, you know, not only wears out his welcome, but he's looking for that, you know, he's that traveling Jones. He might have that in him where he needs to, to have a new um, something to conquer, you know? It could be well, one well, of those cases. Yeah, and, you know, obviously last year, they were below 500 this year. I guess, you know, they're going someplace, but it's not going to be a big bowl. They're out of the national championship picture. And I just think there'll probably be a lot of alums scratching their head and saying, you know, why did this happen? Where are we going? Is this the guy to, to helm us? But by the way, you know, most schools and listen, if Greg Schiano, I'm just, I'm just look, I just looked it up for my own edification. As they say, I went to the Google machine. So this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is, Franklin's eighth year at Penn State, and his overall record is 84 and 53. 84 and 53. And he's won one, two, three of the bowl games he's taken Penn State to. Graciano and Rutgers would sign up for that record. So my point is, mm-hmm. even though I'm, I'm saying I think he's out of there, He's, you're right, Steve. He is a very good coach. I just think that Penn State has different aspirations, and he hasn't lived up to it the last couple of years. And as you know, listen, Ed Ogeron just got let go at LSU, and he won a national championship yeah. a few years ago. Right. So, That's surprising. You know, it happens. It doesn't take long for you to go from penthouse to outhouse in college football. True. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they close strong, though. I mean, they got Michigan uh, State at the end of the year at Happy Valley. And, you know, listen to Michigan State. I uh, was up there in the tie, you know, toying around with the BCS bid. And then, you know, they had the loss to, uh, was it Purdue? And that was, that was that for them. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Penn state r- r- ran the table and, you know, let's, I'm, and let's be honest. I mean, with this game coming up this week, it'd be great. I think, you know, Illinois caught Penn state. I, I think that, you know, to think that Rutgers can run the Pacheco can run down their throat. I don't know. I, I just, uh, I, and as you said, Matt and John earlier. I, I just don't think Rutgers has enough offense here. I think maybe their defense can hang in there. Uh, I think Clifford will burn them a couple times with his arm. Uh, and uh, I just think that maybe they, maybe this is closer than we think, but it'd be really tough to pull off this win. Not saying it's impossible, but it, it'd be really tough, especially in that, in that environment. Uh, and I wonder, I wonder if there'll be any empty seats. I wonder if, are, are there any Penn State fans that are giving up on this? Is there ever an empty seat in uh, in Happy Valley? I wonder. I, I'd that. be surprised. Yeah. yeah. So, I'd be surprised too. And, and Depending so, on, you know, weather, I don't I haven't looked at the weather report, what it's going to be like. It's a noon kickoff. Um, mm-hmm. I think that um, coming on the heels of that loss on Saturday, that the fans will be ready to go. Because here it is, guys, right? It's it's still New Jersey, Pennsylvania. There's still, you know, recruiting ramifications here. So, you know, they're, um, uh, 
they, you know, Penn State wants to keep Rutgers down and this certainly doesn't want to see. I mean, it looks, listen, the, the, what is the record they won? It's 29 and two, the, the, the uh, series, 29 and two. Penn State's won the last 14. So if, if Rutgers, they sure do. Rutgers is sure do, but I just don't know if this is the year going to Happy Valley. Maybe maybe next year with Penn State with a new coach, Rutgers at SHI, but Rutgers doesn't play well at SHI right now. We got to figure that one out because right. let's let's talk about it, guys. And then then it's then it's, you know, at least and I'm excited about this. And I actually got a, a couple more tickets off StubHub to bring some friends to the game next Saturday. And cuz look at that's that they're going to go into that game both likely with the same record, five and six, looking for a bowl bid, one in, one out. And that's going to be a big game, Rutgers and Maryland. You know, should uh, uh, Rutgers likely not win at Happy Valley? And that sets up a big game. And li- listen, that's exciting to go to the end of the year and have a chance at a bowl and have it to mean something. Maybe there's a nice crowd out there at, uh, at uh, SHI Stadium, although I got my tickets for $9 on StubHub. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Yeah. But, but I, you know, I'm going to bring some friends up, uh, uh, you know, from the brewery that, that, that morning. And, and so, uh, I think it's, uh, at least they're playing for something, which is, which is exciting. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly how we, I thought anyway, I think we all kind of agree that the season would play out. So it'll come down to that game and, you know, Rutgers has a chance to get to that bowl, which has eluded them for a long time and if they can get there again it's a big if they got a big game this week come out of it healthy uh, and get ready for Maryland but there's a chance and that's really all you could have expected from Greg Schiano in year number two given what he took over uh, and how things have unfolded this is true so uh, Matt give us 60 seconds on the Devils while you're uh, down there in FLA getting ready for the Panthers I believe yeah, Florida Panthers tonight as we record this Thursday night, Saturday afternoon. The Devils take on Tampa Bay. Devils, you know, have gotten off to a good start. Uh, you know, they're 7-4-3. and three. It puts them middle of the pack in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, they've battled through some injuries and some inconsistencies uh, like a young team will. Tough task here. Florida's undefeated at home. They're 8-0. Devils also pounded them last time they played them. So the revenge factor is at play. And then Tampa Bay, the two-time defending champs, never easy. And that'll be Saturday to conclude things. But, you know, the Devils battle. They play you hard. And cool. we do have to have good goaltending. So we'll Nice. See. Too early to talk about a playoff team or not. Just got to figure that out later in the For season. For sure. Tough division. Mm-hmm. Tough division. Not easy. Long season. Lots of factors will go into that. Uh, when Jack Hughes comes back from injury, that will add to their talent pool, obviously, uh, and that will help. But it, it's not easy. But, you know, you start to see it's like it, everything in sports, right? So you think, oh, this team is going to be a, a dominant club. And I'm thinking about the New York Islanders. Everybody said, okay, if you're going to take which teams from the Metropolitan Division are definitely going to make it, uh, you know, the Islanders were a team and say, oh, yeah, for sure. And then you say, well, Washington, they're going to fall off mm-hmm. the cliff a little bit. They're old. Meanwhile, where's the Islanders? They're last in the division. Washington, albeit they played their first 13 games on the road. So there are some, some reasons for that. But the fact of the matter is 
they are an old team that doesn't score a lot, and they've got some holes. So they're last. And Washington, which everyone expected to drop off, they're first. So that's the beauty of sports. You must um, be looking forward to getting into that new building on the island, huh, Matt? Yeah, the, the Devils will play them on December 13th. So that'll be fun. It's supposed to be beautiful. I've only seen video and photos, and uh, but everyone has told me it's beautiful, and the Islanders open there on Saturday. Cool. Yeah, so they get to open that on Saturday. Yeah, nice. So the Devils uh, looking okay. Johnny, what's going on with your podcast, bud? You know, I'm waiting on a couple of big guests. You know, I, I, I put the requests out there, and now I'm, I'm turning into the hall monitor where I have to try and follow up with people. Yeah. But uh, I'm holding out hope for uh, – uh, for a couple of heavy hitters that um, cool. that uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks will be joining me. So that's what, nice, uh, cool that's show. How do, how do you find it? You can find us. Uh, my website is www.quadcast.org, and I'm on uh, Facebook and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at uh, quadcast.org. So um, if you can find us, give us a listen. I'm actually going to replay this week because it's Penn state and Rutgers. I'm going to play uh, my interview with Eric Legrand today. And then tomorrow I'm going to play my interview with Adam Talia. Cool, yeah. So I figure oh, that's great. we'll get into the, uh, to the back and forth of uh, Rutgers and Penn state. Yeah. Good, good stuff. So noon kickoff Beaver stadium, uh, Rutgers, Penn state, uh, go, are you, that'll do it for this week's are you review? I'm Steve Titchener. With Matt Lachlan down in Florida, Johnny Mack over in uh, New Providence. You can get the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, where we're hosted. So check it out, and we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.